Everyone, we continue our reading through the New Testament, and today we are in 1 Peter 5. Peter has just laid out the glorious realities of our unity with Christ, and that as such, we share in Christ's sufferings. But because we share in His sufferings, we can be ensured that we share in His greater salvation. And we must entrust our souls to God, and continue to do good faithfully, following His will, and living for His glory. And now, in the closing of the letter, Peter turns to the shepherds of the flock the elders, to instruct them with some final instructions on how to lead a flock in the midst of hardship. Peter writes, So I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as partakers in the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, The God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. By Silvanus, a faithful brother, as I regard him, I have written briefly to you, exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is at Babylon, who is likewise chosen, sends you greetings, and so does Mark. My son, greet one another with the kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. So he begins with, in the first four verses, give or take, of an exhortation and admonition to the elders, who he calls the the, basically the shepherds. They are shepherds. And he considers himself a fellow elder, this apostle of God who who has already mentioned his office, but now stresses his solidarity and shared eldership with the leaders of the Asian church. He tells them to shepherd the flock of God, and this imagery suggests care, protection, discipline, and guidance. Jesus is the good shepherd, and his under-shepherds are to follow in his example. They are to do this with absolute care exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly. They, they should have a desire to lead, a desire to care, a desire to provide and protect the flock. Right? They, they, this is not for shameful gain. Peter condemns uh, here this love of gain and the abuse of trust that individuals have to place within their pastors. They are not to be domineering but to be examples. In other words, they are not to be harsh and brass taskmasters. They are not to abuse their power, but rather to be servant leaders, shepherd leaders, just like their leader is Jesus Christ. He is the chief shepherd, 
And he is the one who will reward us on the day of judgment. We will have to stand in account to him on the day of judgment as elders and overseers of the church. And so therefore, while the church is in the midst of the throes of hardships, the sheep, the shepherds, just like sheep in a storm, should be right there in their midst, seeking to provide, protect, and care for them all along the way. And because the elders are, are to do this, and, and these this kind of example is to be found within them, it, it is due the younger, those who are within the body, to be subject to the elders, right? They are called to to look to them and to heed the elders' leadership by clothing themselves with humility and trusting God for everything. And all of this is all the more important because there is a diabolical enemy at hand, right? He is at hand and he is prowling around like a roaring lion. This, this adversary is the devil himself. And the believers must stand firm and trust God to bring them through their trials because though Satan prowls around like a roaring lion, as a Christian, you belong to the roaring lion. You belong to the lion of Judah. And therefore, what can Satan do to you? So trust in Christ. Press into him. Cast all your anxieties on God. Why? Because Peter says, because he cares for you. Is there no greater statement than that? That the God of creation cares for you. And so cast your anxieties on him. Stand firm in the faith and resist the devil. Knowing that all of the suffering in the world. And the reason why that, that Peter's saying this there is because what does suffering do? Suffering starts to make you waver in your faith. When things are going bad, it's all those questions start popping into your head. Well, is God really there? Does he really care? And what Peter wants to do here is say, you, you, you immediately take the sword of faith and you knock that out. Right? You immediately take the sword of the word, speak the truth of God, his faithfulness and his promises, and you can take out any sense of doubt. You resist the devil. You flee from him, recognizing that what you are facing is endured by all of your brothers and sisters across the world, and in some places far worse. But know this, we do not look to what is seen now. We look what to what is known, and what is known is that when Christ returns, right? He, we will be called into his eternal glory. We will be restored, confirmed, strengthened, and established forever and ever because he reigns. He reigns. So live faithfully for him. Finally, Peter just closes there in those verses 12 through 14, those final greetings. And he, he ends by commending Silvanus. This is probably Silas, uh, the letter carrier. And uh, he urges the believers there to stand, face, stand fast excuse me, in God's grace. He sends them greetings from Babylon. Notice where was Peter when he wrote this? He was in Rome. And you can see this kind of Babylonian language. And that really gives us a very important window into understanding Revelation and the context, the immediate context of John's writing in Revelation when he's talking about the, 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 this fall of Babylon and things like that. Right? Babylon is first and, and most clearly seen in the Roman system of persecution. It's uh, it's, it's Caesars placing themselves as messiahs and lords and saviors, as sons of God. And all of this was this false Babylonian system of captivity, right? And so he is there. He recognizes in many ways that they are exiles in captivity to this persecuted, uh, persecuting body 
just like Israel was in their Babylonian captivity. And there is someone there with him, very important. He says, Mark, my son. And it was probably during this very time as Peter was in Rome with the persecuted saints that Mark was there listening to the gospels proclaimed, the, the gospel message proclaimed and preached by Peter. And in doing so, Mark would begin writing his gospel account, the gospel according to Mark. In the midst of the throes of all of the pain that they were facing there in the churches at Rome, these churches in Asia Minor and the things that they are now facing as well. In the midst of all of that, God was codifying his word, making sure that the gospel would span and stretch for generations to come and the kingdom of Christ would continue to advance because Satan is not sovereign. Christ is. And that is the great hope we have in the midst of even the darkest of hours, that Christ rules He reigns and he will return. We can trust him. And no matter what today might bring or even tomorrow might bring, we know the one who brings tomorrow. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. God bless.